Doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politicians or the mob say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Politipop Podcast, the podcast where we take your favorite civil unrest across the country and discuss the social and political themes within. I'm your host, Mike Booch, a.k.a. Justice for George Floyd, Justice for Breonna Taylor, Justice for David McAtee, Justice for Tamir Rice, Justice for Trayvon Martin, Justice for Freddie Gray, Justice for Sandra Bland, uh, Justice for... Walter Scott, justice for Alton Sterling, justice for Philando Castile. Uh, that's all the ones I can name off the top of my head. And I'm Ty, and I guess I'll just say I'm justice. Holy fuck, I knew it this whole time. <laughs> Someone's gotta be, right? You were justice. When Daredevil is perched up on a ceiling fan of a smoky bar in 2003, and he whispers justice before throwing his baton into a man's face, you're the person he's talking to in the corner of the room. That's what he's thinking about in his mind's eye. That's Well, yeah, it's got to be the mind's <laughs> eye because he's blind. Listen, this episode, we are not reviewing a movie. We're not reviewing a show. We're not reviewing uh, music, which we've never done anyway. We're actually not reviewing a comic either. Oh. Uh, this, this is just plain old housekeeping. The stuff we talk about at the beginning of an episode sometimes to just get things off our chest and have a little bit of a dialogue and discuss current events and everything. That is going to be this entire episode, and we certainly have a lot to talk about, Ty. Is that right? Uh, we have a whole lot to talk about. I think the whole world has a lot to talk about right now. Indeed, and hopefully voices are being heard. Uh, we are currently in a uh, post-COVID-19 world in which um, unrest has swept across America. Again, if you are living under a rock and have no idea what I'm talking about, or if you're somehow downloading this after humanity has fallen, uh, just know that we are currently in the week in the first week of June, 2020. Wow, what a what a year! Indeed, uh, recently there was a man named George Floyd, and he was murdered by police in Minneapolis. Uh, to which there was not until recently there was no arrests or charges brought against the four men who uh, murdered him. And uh, he was a was a black man who was unarmed and murdered, and he was just the latest in a string of many at the time. And there's and there's been more since then. His death, uh, alongside the 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 death of uh, Breonna Taylor, and alongside the uh, the you know the the 
the unrest in the country over COVID-19 and being in lockdown for so long and people not being sure of where their jobs or livelihoods stand. Everything has swept up into a not so perfect, but maybe perfect storm and is now igniting in protests and some rioting uh, across the country. And possibly uh, we are going into a police state and we'll be holding our first Hunger Games within the next year or so because it looks like martial law is trying to be introduced into the states by dear old 45 that's where we are right now yeah i mean this isn't the first time people have rioted obviously it's not the first time the government has enacted curfews and uh you know tried to shut shit down but um i I don't know if we've seen a united front like this in a long time where you know so many different cities uh around the world are coming together to protest and uh stand up for, for black lives, you know, colored lives, anyone who who has been downtrodden by the system, you know, who, who's been kept down and, and beaten down so many times. Um, it, it's inspiring. It's also a little scary. Uh, and it's sad to see the response that we're getting from the government, from the police around, around the United States. Um, that's a little disheartening. Yeah, and I also forgot to mention Armad Arbery. Armand Arbery uh, was a black man who was jogging in Georgia, and not even police, but just three dudes took it upon themselves to murder him and film it. They were so bold as to film it, post it on social media, and there was no action taken against them until the video went viral, and uh, there was an outcry for justice for his weeks death. later like a uh, month many. later right i mean it's unbelievable it, it was it was really ridiculous and i guess i want to start up the episode with that i uh, was just talking about what black lives matter represents what it means now as to uh two white people here uh, i will uh, you know put a disclaimer out this is you know our beliefs and our understandings we both consider ourselves to be allies uh i am a uh i am a latino man who presents as white so i have an interesting uh place to come from with all of this because while I technically am a person of color, I benefit from white privilege. And it's it's an interesting spot to be in because I do have people who are very near and dear to me, close to me, who are at a much higher risk for this type of injustice than I am. Yeah, and I'm also a, uh, a white man that represents as white. So I've been very fortunate, but I too um, <laughs> have loved ones that are at much higher risk as well. Uh, my girlfriend included, uh, a lot of her family, some friends, you know, it's, um, it's scary. You feel for, for these people because you, you want to help them and you see these injustices happening around the world and you just, you want to make a difference. It's a, uh, it's a really tough spot to be in. Well, the one thing I wanted to talk about was just how a lot of people believe that the Black Lives Matter movement, and we'll provide links in the show notes to, to everything we're talking about in this episode. So I found a great article with the timeline of Black Lives Matter, and it actually was an interesting refresher because there were uh, people in the, uh, you know, in that timeline who were killed that I completely like forgot about, which I know it seems terrible to say, but there's there have just been so many, uh, you know, since then. So it's like, you know, it's it's just hard to keep track. Like, I totally forgot why Alton Sterling was murdered. I forgot uh, about Freddie Gray getting his his uh, spine broken in the back of a police van. Uh, I 
you know, I forgot about Walter Scott also. Like, there, there's just so many. I think we're numb to it. You know, it becomes a point where it's so often. Um, it, it almost, not, not that it doesn't upset or disgust you, but it doesn't shock you after a while. You know, and I think that's that's part of the problem. It's just part of normal everyday life. It's like, ah, oh, it happened again. You know, another tragedy. It's almost like shootings, you know, around the United States. There's, there's so many of them after a while. You're just like, all right, wow, another one. Man, but then you just move on. And uh, unfortunately, that, that is what happened, I think. Seriously. Uh, where we're at now, we're at this point where it's you're either on the side of black lives or you're on the side of police. And it's a really weird uh, spot that comes in. I believe it, it started in 2016 because there were demonstrations that brought uh, Black Lives Matter to the forefront. Uh, you know that that brought it into into the 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 focal point, the view of the country, and it was in 2016 that some police officers were shot and killed uh, by somebody claiming to be part of Black Lives Matter while the Black Lives Matter protests were happening, and so it naturally became that oh, Black Lives Matter is a threat to police. That's what it is. So then there came the whole Blue Lives Matter movement, which we'll cover in a little bit. I've already said my piece on it a couple times in this podcast. Uh, but I, I'd like to say, first off, that I don't really think it's a it's a black lives versus police thing. It's that Trayvon Martin was killed by some dude who thought he was, uh, you know, neighborhood watch and he got off of it. And the men who killed Armand Arbery, they were arrested so so much later than they should have been for murdering a man. And people still tried to justify it like civilians ha- are killing civilians and. It's not that big of a deal. Like, so, so, you know, I want everyone who who hears Black Lives Matter and thinks, oh, well, you're anti-police to just realize that it's not just a police problem. It's not just a law enforcement problem. It is, but it's also a systemic problem. There's no reason why uh, a black civilian should be killed by a white civilian for no reason. And there's no justice at all. There's there's no sort of comeuppance for the individual who just killed somebody. It doesn't make sense with police either, but like at least they like hide behind the badge and the blue wall of silence. Like, like you you shouldn't have any reason to to not try, uh, you know, someone put them through the justice system for murder as a civilian. I think the frustrating thing is there's such a misconception of what Black Lives Matter means. You know, some people think it means uh, that police lives don't matter, or that white people's lives don't matter or it's someone else's lives don't matter, but that's not what it's saying. It's not saying black lives only matter. It's saying black lives matter as in they matter too. They matter just as much as any other lives. And when they're the ones that are constantly being killed, um, discriminated against, it's a reminder to say, Hey, you got to take a step back and realize these people are important too. And we have to, you know, help them. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I think black lives matter, a lot of people said it, it, it failed, right? It didn't. It didn't stick around as much. Um, I don't think they really had a set leader, like such as like the Black Panther movement or anything like that. Um, but obviously, mm-hmm. it it has returned in full force. And you know, I I personally was trying to decide why why does why did this particular murder cause Black Lives Matter to happen again? You know, to come back out in resurgence. Um, I, I don't know if there's any particular one reason. But I think it's it's kind of a perfect storm. I think you mentioned earlier of things. You know, I think it's COVID nineteen. Um, I think it's putting people in a situation where they're not getting help from their government. You know, uh, a lot of people have not been able to work. They don't have any money. They're desperate. Um, there's been an uptick, I think, in uh, brutality on Black people. You know, 
how many people have been injured and, and killed and, 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 you know, attacked in the, in the last two months or so. And what kind of communities are suffering most from COVID-19? It tends to be urban communities of color as well. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been a huge thing that uh, people don't want to talk about, unfortunately. But I think, um, you know, George Floyd's murder was very unique in the fact that it was, you know, a lot of these these other killings, they're they're maybe they're, they're shot or, or you know killed uh, by police when no one else is around. This was witnessed by people. It was a slow execution with bystanders begging the police to let this man up and and to help him. Uh, you know, I, I believe paramedics arrived and and they were prevented from helping him right away. Like it, it was just such a a horrible slow way to kill somebody um and i think people you know watching this and recording it 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 was just it was just so horrible and brutal and i think it it awoke something in a lot of people it's enough is enough you know we we have to take a stand um and and now obviously the black lives um you know matter movement has really just just picked up and we're seeing um, protests uh pretty much everywhere in the country uh, you're seeing in other countries, I think, you know, in the, in the UK, um, you're seeing it in, uh, I think Berlin had, had it in Japan. I mean, everywhere around the world, people are, are standing up and saying, Hey, we're, we're with you. Black lives matter. Uh, and it's, it's really, it's, it's pretty in- incredible to see, um, so many different people all around, are all around the world just come together for this, mo- this movement. It's really interesting how you mentioned, like just how disgusting, his execution was too, because like you do see a lot of, a lot of cops, they'll make the mistake of like, Oh, it was a split second decision. You know, he didn't know what that guy had in his hand and he was in fear for his life and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, this, this was a deliberate technique. Yeah. This wasn't, wasn't he shot him by mistake. I thought he had a gun. I shot him. No, you can't, you can't make that excuse. People recorded it. You, you knew what you were doing. (laughs) You know, I mean, this was 10 minutes. This guy was on the ground begging for his life. I believe he called out to his mother, who was dead. Um, they, they, you yeah, know, they said he, he pissed himself. Like he was dying. He he was slowly dying. Jesus. And and there was other police officers that were there. So it wasn't just one cop. You know, like there's always one bad cop. There were four police officers on the scene, and some of them originally held him down um, and kneeled on him as well. And then when he was dying under the knee of, of this particular police officer. They just stood there and they watched and they actually threatened the crowd. I, I believe they said they would mace them in the face if they if they approached because people were like, you're killing him. You got to let him up. And they were, you know, getting antsy and wanted to help him. Uh, and, and they were threatening the crowd. And it's like, how is there no decency in you to say, you know what? Like, maybe we should not let him murder this guy. You know, I can't imagine you thinking kneeling on someone's on someone's neck cannot wind up resulting in either death or some serious injury for that amount of time. I, I just, I don't understand, you know, where they were coming from. There, there really is no excuse. I mean, I don't even think, I don't know what they said. I don't know how they excused it in the first place. But the fact that they weren't arrested immediately, is just fucking shocking. Well, you know there is an excuse because this time they got fired right they away. Did. That's true. And Well, did they all or was it just Derek Show? No, I think all I think four all... of them were, were fired immediately. So that's wild to me because normally there's the whole, all right, they'll get paid leave and everything yep, yep. And, and, you know, we'll wait until this blows over or we'll give it the Catholic Church treatment and, you know, he'll go to another precinct later on. But they outright fired him 
Like that right there is an admittance of guilt on one of their officers, and yet they still didn't go to arrest him. Why wait to arrest him if he's a civilian at this point? There's no reason not to arrest a civilian for murder. Exactly. That's insane. Exactly. It, you know, I guess that's one of the perks of being a cop. You you know, you get to get away with shit. And you're like, all right, we'll fire him and we'll move on. We'll sweep it under the rug. It'll be over. But this time it wasn't. And people started protesting. Uh, and it wasn't until these, these protests started, you know, happening all around, around the world and especially in Minnesota that they said, oh, well, I, I guess we're going to have to do a little bit more. I actually have a statement from one of my friends who I used to work with. Uh, I'm going to keep his name anonymous. We'll just call him Jay. Um, but just to give you a bit of a background, he is a uh, he is a black man. He's a he's a professional young man, uh, recently married to a, a a brilliant young young woman. She's a she's a dentist, I believe, and um, he he's been working in higher education for some time. That's when I first met him. He was actually one of my supervisors, and he he is a he's he's a black man. He keeps his dreads out and everything, which is an amazing statement to make, in my opinion, because of how often black hair is considered uh, to be not professional. And he's also dark skinned. And I asked him like how he felt about it. I asked him originally if he wanted to be on the podcast and he wasn't a fan of it because, you know, I do like to I don't want to speak for an entire group of people. I don't want to speak for somebody in a certain demographic. Uh, so you know, I wanted to have somebody to kind of balance this out here, but he he gave us this statement. This is my first time. This is my first time reading it. So this is how my friend Jay feels about all of this. It feels different this time around. We've been here many times before, but I think we finally reached the boiling point. The biggest difference for me personally is that now, friends and family are asking how I'm feeling. Almost like they need someone else to confirm that their own feelings are valid, that they're not alone or crazy. I'm more used to the typical, uh, did you hear about this shooting? Or, it's crazy how that happened to so-and-so whenever something bad happens to people of color at the hands of the police. What would be crazy is to think that things will change if we keep having the same reactions when these things happen. We use social media to express our disagreement with our treatment, and while the hashtags and posts are nice, they really don't do shit besides make us feel better about ourselves, allowing us to believe we've done something important for a change. I know I'm guilty of it. It makes us feel comfortable with ourselves so we can quickly move on with our days, just enough to get us to the next time we have to do this. The truth is, we've heard and seen it all, and it's really not hard to fathom, but this is the first time I'm feeling that people are finally starting to get it. Nobody I know is shocked, but everyone I know is feeling something. My best friends tell me I need to arm myself. Oh, that was me. Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to break character. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> my best... Oh, one of his best friends? That's awesome. Okay, back to the statement. My best friends tell me I need to arm myself, like I need to be ready to kill someone at all times. Friends who used to sit quietly until the temporary outrage would pass are now checking their privilege and realizing that this is their problem as much as it is anyone else's and that this problem will never go away if we stay silent. If that means protests, riots, and looting for attention, so be it. I support it and to hell with anyone saying there's a better way, but it can't stop there. This country only responds to violence and greed of money. We don't see any changes because once the outrage is over, we go right back to spending our money outside of our own communities with people and corporations that don't actually care about our welfare. This is by design. It's so easy to get stuff on Amazon, Target, or the like. 
We don't even give it a second thought. We have to do the hard thing and make the extra effort and sacrifice to go out of our way to support our own until we're able to make it the norm and convenient thing for us. I grew up really believing that I was living in the greatest country in the world. Now my family calls from Kenya concerned about the conditions we're living in. I used to jokingly ask my wife about what she thinks about moving to Africa and every year her answer has come closer to, let's get the fuck out of here. Except today, it's not a joke. The idea of leaving now doesn't sit well with me because we can't run away in the middle of this fight. Too many people have already suffered and have been lost to take the easy way out. So we'll be here for all of it. And if you're not with us, you're against us. Until the day when white people can honestly say they wouldn't mind being black in America, the fight has to continue. And it will. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Jay. So other than getting to showcase my voice actor chops that I've been working on for so long. Uh, that actually gave me a lot of stuff to think about that never even crossed my mind. So I'm super glad that that he brought it up. Uh, but I kind of did suggest that at first, uh, that, that he arms himself. Because at this point, I'm thinking of like the original Black Panthers. The original Black Panthers founded by uh, Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale. Their whole inception was carrying arms around so that way the cops wouldn't, you know, so that way the cops would think twice about attacking them or starting trouble with them. Because realistically, it's their Second Amendment right to self-defense. And that was a, that's actually what started uh, gun control reform, like gun control laws, was that the Black Panthers started carrying around guns. And then the government was like, oh, whoa, well, we can't just have anybody carrying <laughs> around their guns or anything like that. But, but that was, you know, that was my quick answer. You know, is it the right one? I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily i don't know if there's really any right answers at this point right but like you know it's a tough call because if you have a firearm on you are is law enforcement less likely to mess with you or more likely because guess what they have a bigger gun and now they have a reason to use it on you it's like what are you supposed to do what's the right way to do this and and you and i have uh, spoken about this off mic is it to peacefully protest is it to kneel during the national anthem is it is it to to go a little bit more extreme to make people listen like everyone has their own thoughts as to what the right way to talk about this is well let me ask you when you when you're telling him to arm himself are you saying because things have changed or should he have always armed himself probably always yeah i mean, I mean my mentality i has think changed. that's that's the big thing i i find um i'm very fortunate to have found a lot of my friends um throughout the years and, and on social media are allies and are supporting this movement. Um, but a lot of them are under the impression that with Donald Trump not in office, this would not happen. And, uh, you know, I think, I know you started this podcast when Donald Trump was going to be elected um, to speak out yes. against him. And, you know, I, I felt very passionately about that as well in the beginning. Uh, and I think he's, he's terrible. He's an awful president and a terrible person. Um, but I think it's naive to believe that he is the root of all the problems in the United States of America. Uh, this is, you know... A, it goes back before. Oh, way before. I, I mean, when we really think about it, our entire country has been built on the back of slaves, right? And we've never really yeah. moved past that. You know, little by little baby steps, you know, from freeing the slaves to the civil rights movement. But the fact that in 2020 this is still an issue... It just goes to show you that we've never really dealt with the problem in its entirety. 
And, and I, I think that there needs to be a more lasting change than just let's get Trump out of office. You know, it doesn't end there. You know, unless you have well, the, no. the, the most perfect president, the most perfect cabinet uh, of people in the world, which is never going to happen. You know, at least not for a long time. Um, you know, our 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 other choices are Joe Biden, right? And a lot of people are saying, well, Joe Biden's got to be better than Trump. Um, and maybe in some ways he is. I'll, I'll admit, maybe there are certain ways that he is. Uh, but, you know, his his response that, that I heard was, um, we need to teach police not to shoot people in the hearts and to shoot them in the leg. You know, that, that that's right. that's his answer to, That'll yeah, so let, let's maim people. And, like, no one can die from being shot in the leg. We just won't shoot them in the heart. Simple. Done. That I mean, the fact that that was his statement, <laughs> with all these other things happening, just goes to show that he, he can't solve this problem. You know, it, it's not that easy. Um, and I think whatever comes out of this movement, out of these protests and riots, um, it needs to be more permanent change. And I think we can't let up until there is. Yeah, and that's pretty much what Jay was saying in his in his little letter to the podcast as well, that this this thing can't stop. Like, where we are right now, all four... Uh, police have actually been charged or all four former Minneapolis police involved in the death of George Floyd have have been charged. But like, what about the ones who came into Breonna Taylor's apartment and killed her in the middle of the night? Well, that's the thing. I, I feel like they're giving us moments of appeasement. They're, they're trying to lull us back into, uh, you know, quieting down and, and ending these protests. So they've, you know, uh, I actually saw I think it was a meme uh, online that said, you know, they're 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 charging all four officers. Uh, they've got Obama out there giving you soothing words. You know, they're they're trying to give you the things that you want to see. Um, that'll that'll make you think, all right, yeah, we're we're getting something done. But if we stop now, then it stops there, right? And that's not enough. That's not nearly enough. And uh, I think his letter was was excellent. It, you know, it obviously gave me a lot to think about as well. Um, and I, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. We we need to keep going until <laughs> no matter what color skin you have in America, you're okay being that person, you know, not just being a white person, but being black or brown or, or you know, whatever. You, you need to feel the same way. And, and we're so far away from that still. Yeah, I think it's interesting how so many people are surprised by this stuff happening, but I think it's because they don't realize, like you said, the country hasn't had the reckoning with racism that it needs to have. And and once you talk about it, people like to get all all defensive and they get guilty about it. But yes, this country was built on the backs of slave labor. And everything since then has been to keep that group suppressed. In my opinion, it's because if you spent 300, 400 years keeping uh, an entire group of people oppressed and all of a sudden you give them rights to be people there's no reason they would not destroy you yeah that's what it is it's 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 a fear of of having to reconcile with the fact that you brutalized the people for so long and kept them as slaves so i mean every in every step of the way they've had to fight for for inches for crumbs really like slavery was abolished but then there was sharecropping and sharecropping was abolished you know but there was still segregation and then uh there was uh you know segregation was was abolished but there was still like oh i mean not in this order necessarily i'm not going through the whole <laughs> timeline all right I'm not going through the whole timeline sequentially, uh, but then there's also like the right to vote and everything like and like every step of the way. It's just 
It's just, all right, can we have this? Can we have this? Whatever it takes to be considered an entire person. And every step of the way, the people in power have said, come on, we gave you this. Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough? We gave you th-. like, that's the problem. You're the people who have been giving it in the first place. And it, it shouldn't be yours to give. White people are, are very scared, man. They're, they're really scared, uh, you know, of losing their position as, you know, kings of the world. They, they want to be in charge. And that fear that, that maybe one day they can't or won't be, you know, I think that's what keeps a lot of these people up at night. You know, that's why the KKK is still active. It's, 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 pre- it's pretty insane, you know. And I really do believe, um, obviously race is very real, but I do believe that the people who run this world, the, the very wealthy, they want to keep us in a race war. They want us to be afraid. They want white people to hate black people. Because if we unite, then you think about how much good we could do. You know, like if we could take back, take back America, take back the world together, uh, it would be incredible. But, you know, as long as they can keep sowing those seeds of, of you know, racism and, and white supremacy um, they, and they can keep black and, and colored people down, they, they really can, they can control us. They can keep controlling us. And it, it's, uh, it's a frightening thought because it's worked for so long. Well, yeah, I mean, why do you think MLK was tolerated, and I say that very loosely, up until the point that he started uniting races over the over the issues with, uh, relating to class? Once the class issue started being addressed, he was assassinated. Yeah, same with Malcolm X, right? Most likely. I should know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Malcolm X, after his pilgrimage, you know, he, he said, this is, not, this is not his quote verbatim, but he said basically... It's not a it's not a race issue. It's a class issue, and they killed him very shortly after that. You know, he he realized that you know instead of you know fi- fighting amongst ourselves, if we joined together, we we would be able to take back control. Um, and and unfortunately, that they they just keep keeping us down, man. They they that's what they do. And uh, you know, and we're the, we're the white people that are are lucky. We're the lucky ones in all this. You know, if you're black and a person of color, you're, you're not as lucky as we are. And you, you definitely um, have to fight and, and scrape and crawl for every inch. A poor white person and a poor black person, uh, they do have a lot in common, but the poor black person still has a lot more to worry about as far as their place in society goes. Uh, you know, that also reminded me about how currently Bernie, they're doing the same thing to him, right? The DNC just keeps pushing him out. Every time he talks about class yep, struggle, every time uh, he's one of the few politicians um, in Democratic Party, Repo- you know, Republican Party that I think has actually spoken out about police brutality. You know, everyone's so careful about the words they use. You know, the tweets very they careful. They're, they're not going to come right out and say white supremacy and um, uh, you know pol- the police brutality. They're not, they're not going to say that. But Bernie does. He really does because he's talked about it in the past. He's, I believe he was the only major candidate running for president that had police reform um, as part of his platform. And, and, you know, I think that's uh, incredibly telling of the society we live in and no one else is concerned about this. And also the only one who was photographed marching with Martin Luther King and being a part of the civil rights movement and getting arrested along with everybody else. You know what's fucking ironic about that? I had friends... Um, on social media who were posting about how they, you know the riots and the protests aren't the answer they're not the way to do things this is this is barbaric 
you know, we're, we're hurting the little people. Um, and those same people who were, you know, claiming they're, they're Democrats and they like stuff, they shared an image I had on my wall of uh, Bernie Sanders being arrested during the civil rights movement. So, yeah, <laughs> so I was like, what, what the f- How is this not connecting for you? Like, like I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get it. So let me ask you this real yeah. quick. Where do you stand on the riots? I'm for them. I'm I'm a hundred percent for them. Um, I don't like. I don't want to see small businesses get injured and, and damaged. You know that sucks. I mean, they're they're not the ones that have a ton of money usually. I mean, there's like comic book stores that got looted. Obviously, you know, if you're looting a comic book store, Jesus. it's like there's nothing that you need in your life there. I mean, I, I need comics, but, uh, you know, it, it, well, yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we'll support a small business. Exactly. To do it, but we're in a, we're, there aren't really a lot of, exactly. Yep. But we're in a position where, you know, we were given $1,200 by the government. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people out of work, a lot of people that are not working right now who have to use that money, um, and decide what they're going to do with it. In, in a lot of States, you can't even pay your rent with that. So how are you going to pay your rent, your electric bill, um, get gas, you know, buy food, like whatever you need to do with that amount of money? So I, I think you know a lot of people out there looting. Maybe maybe they need some food. Maybe they need supplies. You know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock them for that. I get it. Um, and I think we're at the point where the peaceful protests have been going on for so long. You know, Colin Kaepernick. I mean, what a fucking Wow, people were losing their minds over him, right? Yep, over the most absolutely just for, for kneeling, kneeling during that song. I mean, the guy gave up his entire career because he he wanted to stand up, you know, for Black Lives, and like, you know, people were like, "Oh, he had a, such a privileged life. Who, what does he know?" But but that idea that like he's using his platform to speak out for those who can't is so important, and I don't I don't think people give him enough credit for that. Um, but you know, the peaceful protests, they've been going on for so long and they're ignored and shut down. Uh, and if this is what it takes to, to take back some power and, and finally make lasting change, then fuck it, man. We got to do what we got to do at this point. Um, but you know, there's a lot of things that, that insinuate that these, these riots, right. Aren't actually the people out there protesting. Um, there, there's a lot of white supremacists who have infiltrated these groups, and are trying to, uh, you know, cause these riots. Yeah, they're inciting it's, that exactly. violence. A lot of, starting a lot of it. police are inciting the violence. Um, there's there's a lot of, you know, videos that have been taken that are very strange and mysterious. You know, I, I don't want to get into all, all these conspiracy theories, but, you know, it would make sense, right, that to stop it, they're going to try and incite violence so that the military can come in, shut shit down. They can say, look, they destroyed this city. I mean, this is not the answer. And shut us all down again. How about you? How about you? Where do you stand on it? So, my official political answer, of course, is that as a person who gets to exist as a white man in this world, depending on how much of a tan I get over the summer <laughs> and how much I let my curls grow out, uh, as that person, it's not my place to say what's right and what's wrong like what's going to that's work fair. uh for for a group of people like I, I you know that's why like my friend jay he said as far you know whatever it takes you know as far as the riots and whatever i'm for them and everything like 
I will say this. I'm not against them because, like I said, it's not my place to say what's going to work. A fucking guy knelt down during a song and you guys lost your minds. People uh, marched peacefully and you've lost your minds. Um, you know, there, there was there was peaceful protest and there was all the hashtags and everything. And 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 people kept getting upset. So what the fuck are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? And at this point, you know, it seems like they're out of work. A bunch of people are out of work. Guess who's not out of work? Fucking racists. Racism has become an essential business. They didn't take days off. They were still they were still storming into people's apartments and slaughtering them. They were still ex- asphyxiating people on the pavement in front of in front of people on camera. Like so, you know, at this point, I do think that you know what you what you said is very important. That there are people who are just looting for what they need, and a lot of the videos you see are like, oh, why do they need a TV? Why do they need a PlayStation? Why do they need a lamp or whatever the fuck? But there are also people who are who are looting grocery stores and stuff it's almost as if these people have been put out of work by a government that mishandled a pandemic and they're desperate right now and maybe they got approved for unemployment maybe they got a stimulus check but guess what a lot of people didn't a lot of people didn't get approved for unemployment so what are you supposed to do go out and expose yourself to the virus and then come home and expose your family to the virus like that's what you're supposed to do i really you know i really don't i really don't know so i do think you know, there, there, there's, there's truth in all these different places. The truth, there's truth to the fact that that protesters are being instigated by police and and outsiders who who have nothing to do with it. There's, there's truth that some people are just are just hopping on it because it's the latest trend. There are white people who are coming in and trying to incite violence, and you know, maybe they are doing it for fun, but they might not realize that they're delegitimizing a movement in some people's eyes. And, you know, fucking Logan Paul or Jake Paul, one of those YouTubers, was was out looting. Like, what the fuck are you doing, you're bro? Rich. Like, you're a world-renowned <laughs> YouTuber. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I don't yeah, think like you, you have... these people, maybe they don't realize it, it's not their bodies that are going to be in the streets. It's it's black bodies, right, that are going to that are gonna line the streets when the police come down on them. You know, like, there's uh, these two white girls in New York City who, when they threw, like, a Molotov cocktail at a police car... Um, you know, and like, they're not helping the cause. They're, they're, they're making it look worse. And, it, and it's like, you have to stop for a minute and think, am I helping these people or am I just creating, you know, more of an avenue for the government to come down on them even harder? Yeah. And I've gotten a lot of hypotheticals too. Like one hypothetical is my fiance's uncle on one of the posts I shared. And he was like, I wondered if she was coming home and something happened to her during one of the protests or he might have said riots because it's a lot easier for people to just lump it all together as a riot. If, if something happened to her during one of these riots, how would you feel? I wonder if you would be so in support of them. So what, if the, if the cops shot her? Because who who is hurting who in these riots? Because as far as I can tell, the people protesting are not injuring anyone. It's the police injuring the protesters, right? Yeah, I will admit that, you know, I do worry about her, Ty, because... She has that look where she just looks like a journalist. And as a journalist, she might get permanently blinded or disabled by police shooting pepper pellets, rubber bullets that aren't really rubber. They're just like lead encased in rubber. Uh, She might get hit with tear gas and have to be hospitalized for it because tear gas has actually uh, been outlawed by the United Nations. But that's something we didn't sign. So, uh, you know, until the numbers are there, because I told him, like, he's an accountant. I said, I said, you're the numbers guy. Don't hit me with hypotheticals. Don't hit me with what if some what if protesters uh, hurt her or whatever. Hit me with how many civilians are killing civilians right now versus how many law enforcement people are killing civilians. Like hit, like hit me with the numbers and tell me who we should be more afraid of 
right now, and I'll be more than happy to review it. Present me with facts, and I will review them and come to a conclusion. But until then, don't come at me with hypotheticals. I can tell you right now, if I was not a part of the protest, and I happened to wander into an area where there was a where there were protesters and there were police, I would be more scared of the police, even as a white person, because they are just fucking attacking everybody. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. Like uh, I think you mentioned, like journalists. Like, why are you attacking the media? They're arresting journalists. I mean. Uh, I think, uh, what's her name, Linda Torado, like you said, she was shot in the eye and blinded permanently. Um, I mean, this is just fucking crazy. And, you know, you're seeing all these pictures of of police uh, kneeling or or embracing protesters. And then there's reports coming out that after all the pictures were taken, after all these wonderful videos were taken, they tear gassed the shit out of people. And it's like they're just doing it for for the good image. So, yeah, I think... Honestly, be scared of the police because they don't give a fuck right now. It's really sad to just see a country go to war with its own citizens. Um, You know, I mentioned earlier in one of the podcasts we were doing during the class uh, warfare trilogy about like when presented with a revolution, would law enforcement, would the military, would they see themselves as part of the oppressed and turn their weapons toward the people who are really responsible. Uh, clearly, we're seeing that's not the case, but but it, it really should be, right? Why is it fair that we have people who serve our country and end up coming back and being homeless? Why is it fair that we have uh, cops who aren't getting proper mental health treatment and end up committing suicide or turning to alcoholism or something like that? Like You are all victims of the capitalist system along with us, and you, more so, moreover, are public servants. You were to protect and to serve us. Yeah, that's what it should be. That's, that's your what goal. It should be. But you have to ask, yes. like, who are these people that are in uniform? Like, who, who are they getting for this role? I think there's a, a statistic that nearly 40% of police officers are domestic abusers. Um, and, you know, the, the wife of uh, Derek Ch- Chauvin, Chauvin, who, who murdered, uh, you know, uh, George Floyd. George he, Floyd, yeah. He, his wife actually. Uh, file for divorce as soon as he got arrested and, and it's like was she doing huh. it to distance herself from him or did she do it she's like holy fuck he's in jail i can get out of this like yeah she's finally feels safe who knows what's going on behind closed yeah, doors i mean like it's 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 pretty terrifying and these are the people that we are arming with with guns and riot gear and you know uh tanks and telling them to you know go out there and control the peace but, they, I mean, they're coming into these situations ready to fight. Like, you, you see the videos. Is it, like, this isn't just my opinion. And some of them are looking for it. Yeah. You know, you could tell that some, like, I've seen videos of, like, one cop. He was, like, in the background, like, hopping around like a boxer just getting ready. He's smiling. He's got a look on his face. You know, there are other cops in front who are like, holy fuck. Like, what's, like, what's going to happen? And then, you know, there, there there is a mix. But you see that it attracts a certain type of yeah. person. and I think the people that... You know, I'm not going to say every single cop is a bad person. I, you know, I we know people that are police officers, and I like to think yeah. they're not bad people, right? Uh, but I think they're just afraid to stand up. You know, whether it's because these people that aren't so good are just scary and powerful and dangerous, or there's just such an overwhelming number of them, you know, in the force, they're just afraid to stand up. But I mean, we're just seeing them just take advantage of people. I mean, did you see that video? Um, where, where all the people were kneeling, all the protesters were kneeling, 
and this one when I think it was black or, or Hispanic, this gentleman, he's he's talking. He's he's like he's yelling out to the police, you know, I love you all, like, you know, I don't we don't want this, we want peace, you know, he's he's talking to them and the police come up and they pull him out of the group and they arrest him. And and people are losing their minds, like, What what the fuck is this for? And they're saying, Oh, he he wouldn't listen uh, when we tried to tell everyone to go home. You know, they, they weren't allowed to be here. And it's like, well, yeah. How can you shut that down? Pro- protesting is what our country is known for. I mean, the Boston Tea Party, right? I mean, the the American Revolution. This is this is what we were supposed to do. We're, we're supposed to fight back against our government if we feel it is not meeting the needs of its people. If it's not serving, yes, the, yeah. If it's not serving the people, I mean. And that, that's something that I've been saying, too, to everyone I've been talking to about it, is that this is a country, if not protest, is built on revolution. Now, a lot of the people who revolted might have been slave owners. We'll get to that later. But, uh, you know, that's how deeply ingrained racism is in our yeah. country, is that even the heroes were racist. Yeah. Um, but like but. This is a country built on revolution. The whole "don't tread on me" ideal is if that if the government doesn't do the right thing, we we take it down. That's why the Second Amendment exists in the first place. So don't say that not obeying the law is all of a sudden you know oh that makes you a, a, a traitor or makes you treasonous. Like when your government no longer serves the needs of its people, it is the patriotic thing to do. It it is the American thing to do to revolt. And when someone's kneeling down and just talking and they get pulled away and arrested, if someone's just writing, a, you know, if someone's forging a check and they get murdered for it, you know what, like, guess what? There's nothing to lose at this point. You're getting killed anyway. So you might as well burn the fucker down. You might as well, you might as well let your, your needs be known, your pain, let your pain be known. You know, that's, that's We're why. Seeing- an overwhelming number of people join these protests and these riots. Um, to me, that says this is the will of the people, right? The, the the majority of the people are demanding change and justice. Uh, it's literally the will of the people. So at, at this point, it, it's like, what, what is your argument for for against this? Like, this is what the people want. So fucking give it to us. You know, I, I don't want to hear Trump talk about you know, how we got to stop this with a show of force. No, no, no. This is what you want to stop it with a show of force. The people don't want to stop this. All it would take is like listening too, because that's, because that's really the thing, right? Um, in, in special education, we learned that individuals who are nonverbal, uh, who might be on the autism spectrum, they tend to lash out more because they, they can't speak. They can't voice their concerns. So it's natural. It's natural for everyone. When you can't think of a word, you get frustrated, right? So think of all of these people who have been saying the same thing over and over again, and they're not being heard. What are you going to do? At a certain point, your your hand is forced. There's there's no other way to let people know. And it's not like people are, are treating all rioting like this either. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl and there were cars being flipped over and stuff being set on fire, I don't remember anyone be, oh, this is not the answer, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's only because, you know, yeah, there's, there's a threat to the established order and, and that's not your answer for it. And it's like, do you think these fucking big corporations, the, these people in power, do you think they, they, they want you to change things? No, they want things to stay the same. They control you. They control everything. You know, like, it's in their best interest to keep people 
fighting each other and, and, and not joining forces against that. You know, and it's just like we have a chance here to really, really shake things up and, and give people who really need it a, a chance to live their lives. And, and I just... I don't know. I don't. I think we need some sort of leader to come forward, you know, which is which is scary because that puts a target on their back. But we need somebody to lead us through this, you know. And I I wish it was someone like Bernie Sanders, but obviously he's he's trying to play nice with the DNC, so he you know he's going to stand up for what he believes in, but he's not going to be that guy. So I don't know who it is, but someone needs to stand up and lead this movement um, and and ensure that we don't go back to the way things were. So another question I have for yeah. you is how do you feel about the counter argument of like oh police are getting hurt how do you feel about that like you know when it comes to the riots well of course i don't want to see anyone get hurt you know what i mean like i don't i don't think i don't think anyone should take pleasure in going yeah you know somebody got killed or injured um but from the video that i've seen the footage i've watched a lot man i've been i've been really paying attention i think we all have um it's i've actually been trying to pay attention yeah, less it's, but it's we'll everywhere right? later on the police yeah. are inciting this violence you know the majority of these protesters are not violent they're they're creating the violence so to me if you're gonna if you're gonna fight and someone fights back well you should have been fucking ready for it you know like you you don't walk up to someone throw a punch and then they start beating you back like whoa, whoa, whoa i'm getting hurt i'm getting hurt what are you doing you know like they're coming into these situations ready to fight. So if they get injured in the process, that sucks. But, you know, you kind of brought it on yourselves. Um, it, it's it's really shitty, man. And, like, you know, there's reports of the looters and the protesters aren't always the same people. They'll be looting in streets over. And the cops are tear gassing the protesters and letting the looters go free. And it's like, wh- wh- where is the mindset there? Is it because you actually care about the looters or you just want to stop this movement? So, you know, obviously, like I said, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. But to me, it's not it's not the protesters that are starting this. And that goes back to the numbers. Like I told, you know, I I, I put it out there on Facebook, which is becoming a mistake more and more every time I do it. But (laughs) I put it out there. I said, if anybody actually has the numbers. Let me know. I'm like, let me know how many cops are getting killed by protesters. You know, because, I mean, technically these cops are coming in like stormtroopers. They're dressed in riot gear. They're militarized. You know, uh, you know, let me know. Let me know if any of them have gotten killed by protesters. You know, because, that, you know, that, that's not a great thing. Um, and uh, and then somebody was like, it shouldn't be, you know, because because I, I said, oh, well, if if no cops have died, then they still have the most, you know, the highest number. Like they still had the highest fatal, you know, fatalities here, and um, you know, against other people. And one of my friends is like, it shouldn't matter. That should, you know, there shouldn't be numbers. Uh, you know, everybody that goes out is a is a you know is a daughter, a sister, a mother, a father, a brother, and and an uncle, and all this other yes. stuff. You know, there shouldn't be any violence. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah, I like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I want there to be those numbers. I don't. But but once again, just just tell me. Who who is the more oppressed, and you know which group of people are considered to be people? You know when you know when when somebody dies, do does the media say, oh well, this person listened to hip hop music once? Yeah, they so, got to demonize them, right? Know, they got to make them into a bad guy. Yeah, it, yeah. Why do why do the protests? Why does the Black Lives Matter uh, movement have to remember that about police officers? When police officers are kneeling on the neck of George Floyd, they're not thinking about, oh, he's got a kid. 
He's got a fiance. You know, he he has a family. No, they didn't give a fuck when they killed him. So so why do we have to? You know what? Let's just back down. They're right. You know, that same police lives are literally more important than other people's lives, right? That's that's what they're saying. And I hate to be a victim blamer when it comes to that also, but it's like, look what you were wearing. No, that, that, that's fucked up. But like, but, you know, you came wearing riot gear and ready for this because, you know, it's your job to do this. You chose this lifestyle. You you took that oath the same as any other law enforcement officer did prepared to die in the line of duty, which, you know, it's you're choosing you're choosing that profession. A black person doesn't choose to be black. Right. You know, like. You don't get to choose that when you're born. You're just born whatever you are. You know, uh, you don't have to be a police officer. No one is telling you have to be a police officer. You know, and if you are, you can retire. You know what I mean? Like, if you go, holy fuck, this is getting dangerous. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. You quit. You move on. You go work at a fucking grocery store, whatever you're going to do. If you're a black or brown person, you cannot do that, right? You can't go tomorrow and go, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to be white. Uh, uh, this is getting too scary. Getting too. I'm gonna be white tomorrow. Like you can't do that. So it's not the same. It'll never be the same. Yeah, and that argument is such a fallacy too. Just the whole. All right. Well, you know, cop got hurt, so all these people are animals. It delegitimizes their protest and everything. You know, like you and I both said, we don't, we don't want to see anybody get hurt. We don't want to see our friends who are in law enforcement get hurt. But we do want to see them step up. I mentioned in another previous podcast that, you know, silence is makes you complicit to the to to the oppression. And, you know, I mentioned that if there was any profession in the world that I had, if somebody in that profession was giving it a bad name, I would speak out against them and be like, okay, get him out of this profession, get her out of this profession, whatever. We're not the same person. But that just doesn't seem to be the case with police officers. And I mean, that's 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 absolutely terrible because it is a dangerous job. Lives are on the line. You want people who are competent beside you. You want people who are going to help uh, give give you a good name as as an officer, I would think. Absolutely. I mean, like I would I would hope that the people that are that are police officers, they want to serve and protect right that's that's like the slogan they want to make a difference in people's lives it just it so often doesn't feel like that i mean when you when you're driving down the road or are you walking or wherever you are and you see a police officer how do you feel how do you, how do you feel i panic every right? time never once has a cop like come across my periphery and i've been like oh this is a good thing like never never once i'm always like oh fuck i feel like i'm doing something wrong even though i'm not doing something exactly. wrong and this is just me as a white yeah exactly like i've honestly never had like a really bad problem with the cop i've had some weird altercations and stuff but like nothing where i felt my, my life was in danger but every time i see a police officer i think oh man what am i doing wrong you know what am i doing wrong what are they gonna get me for what are they gonna try to pin on me? you know like that's the feeling you get and, like there's a couple times i've had to call police officers like in my line of work if i have like a customer that's really you know uh, maybe feels dangerous or, or is doing something wrong and we can't handle it. I call the police. I don't even feel safe when they show up. I'm like intimidated. They always seem like they have a fucking chip on their shoulder. And I'm just like, you know, you're supposed to make me feel safe, right? Like as like a law-abiding citizen, you're supposed to make me feel like you're going to protect us. 
and it never feels like that. And I can only imagine what a person of color feels like around them. You know, like the, the fear that they must feel when, when a police officer comes around. And it just seems just seems so, so messed up. Like, I don't I don't understand how we got there. Now, imagine being a good cop who's doing their job correctly. And no matter what you do, someone's afraid of you because your brothers in arms fuck up all the yeah, time. Yeah, it sucks, man. That must be horrible. Policing wasn't really introduced to us until the British uh, colonized. And it was their policing that made its way to us. Uh, but the origins of American policing are slave patrol. I went to a law enforcement website and read an article all about it. It was a law enforcement museum. And they did say that in their origins, slave patrols were the original form of policing in the United States. It is inherently a racist system. And and something has to change about that. Something has to change about the, the criminal justice system in general. It's a fact. Why, why isn't that more commonly known? I feel like most people don't know that, right? Like, we don't learn that. Because it's, it's like this like this secret, this dark secret that we keep, you know, that Americans don't want to talk about, you know, the systematic racism that is in place in this country. And it's just so frustrating. I mean, I, I only learned about that very recently. I, I believe you did as well. And it's like, like, wow, that's, that's, it's pretty shocking. But then when you really think about it, I guess it's not, you know, it kind of all comes together. It makes sense. I mean, I didn't necessarily believe it. Like I always saw it posted by like Sean King and other activists on Facebook. Uh, but recently I actually decided to look it up because they were like, oh, don't forget your origins. It was slave patrol. And I'm like, okay, that's got to be hyperbolic, right? Like there's no way that was a real thing that evolved into policing. And then sure enough, on a law enforcement museum, a law enforcement history website, they mention that slave patrol was the origins of American policing. Oh, it's it's so frustrating. It's really And you know, just like that, it's come back to the whole like it has to be black people versus police, black people versus police, and you know, that's like that's the honestly, and this 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 has always been my view on it, and I don't think it's a hundred percent correct. Like Black Lives Matter is all is is really also about black deaths matter. Yeah, you know what definitely. I mean? We already know that so white civilians killing black civilians, they definitely don't get you know, if they get tried, they're not treated as bad at all. You think about Dylan Roof and when he shot up that church, he was brought in peacefully. Um, you know, we we know about the Michigan protesters who who stormed a Capitol building, armed, violated social distancing, got in the faces of law enforcement officers and were handled peacefully. So so we know about that. But I'm sure there are cases where if a if a, a cop makes a, a split second decision and and accidentally kills a person of color, that if they were just put through the system the correct way if they were like all right we're opening an investigation immediately okay we're you know we're we're putting you on on non-paid leave or or you know you're you're on leave until until further notice or something like that like we're like we're going into it we're looking into it like that even that would be a different story that's the bare minimum but it never really is that it was always as soon as a, a person of color gets shot, it's OK, what did this person do wrong? How can we def defame this person? Uh, you know, Tamir Rice was a 12 year old boy who was murdered by an emotionally unstable cop. And there were people who were trying to 
to justify it, saying that he charged at him and he looked like a like, you know, like a linebacker, like an adult, like a 20 year old man, you know, a 12 year old boy, you know. That that was that's that's just ridiculous to me. Or or in the Trayvon Martin case, Geraldo Rivera was noted as saying that Trayvon shouldn't have dressed like a thug, that he shouldn't have worn a hoodie. There are people who were questioning why a 15 year old boy, I believe Trayvon was 15 at the time, was was even out that late. You know, just going to a store to get some skittles. Like it always becomes blaming the victim, blaming the blaming the oppressed, and it's like you know that's I think that's a big part of where it comes. Those you know if. <sighs> I don't know if this if this trivializes it, but like accidents happen and people are still trying to justify the the death of this black person, why it should have happened. Yeah, like they can't admit fault, right? Like they can't they can't just say we fucked up, you know, like we were wrong. It's always no, they 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 were bringing it on themselves. They were dangerous. They thought we they looked like they had a gun. They were doing something wrong. They they were arrested in the past. They they had drugs on them. Like, it's just like it's always got to be, like you said, victim blaming. Like every time, to it, to me, like it's not blacks versus police. The police are making that this the story, right? Like they're they're coming out here, like fighting them and and and, and hurting them and making that and then trying to make themselves. Yeah, the victim. and it's like it's like you can't do that. We can't sit here and allow that to happen. We just cannot. It just it can't happen anymore like that, you know. And like I know we talked in previous episodes about the lack of training on police. That's huge. That definitely is huge. But there is there is oh, yeah. definitely racism in this because you know as as much as the lack of training is there, we're not seeing them kill white people the same way, right? Like I think if it was like an equal amount of deaths, they'd be like, all right, they just need really good fucking training. Yeah, like it's definitely a police problem killing civilians across yeah, the board but it's it's particularly people of color so it's like there's definitely a racism there and i i don't know i, I don't know where that's coming from is it is it because are there more I, I don't know the statistics maybe are more police officers white probably you know maybe that's a, a statistic maybe um it, part of the training makes them feel like they have to be uh feel afraid of, of people that are black or or you know I don't know where where it comes from, but it's there's definitely racism there, and I don't care, you know, how much they can deny it. it the facts are there, you know. The numbers are definitely going to back that up. We, you know, it, it it's just it's it's crazy, man. It's just crazy that it it still happens. It happens so often. We're gonna put a pin in it right there. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode of the Politipop Podcast. Uh, as always, thank you to the listeners and to Antonia Little for logo design. Uh, go to the minnesotafreedomfund.org or whatever other organizations are helping to bail out people who are getting arrested just for protesting and speaking out against white supremacy and injustice in our country. If you have any thoughts on the matter, please do not hesitate to let us know. You can find us on Twitter at PolitiPopPod, Instagram at PolitiPopPodcast, email us at PolitiPopCast at gmail.com. Uh, find our show notes and sources at PolitiPopPodcast.wordpress.com. Listen to us, rate and review us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And in order to close out this episode, we're going to write out on the song 10,000 Fists by Disturbed. Definitely look up the song in our show notes. Look up the lyrics, especially, because they're very prevalent right now, as they've always been, I'm going to assume. And as a special treat, we're going to release part two of this podcast today as well, because we have thoughts. 
And as two white guys or a white guy and a Latino guy who presents as white discussing these topics, these incredibly difficult but necessary topics to talk about, hopefully we were able to provide some sort of insight and at the very least just to let people of color know that we are with you we are allies you are not alone that's about it never stop thinking never stop learning read between the lines one more goddamn day when I know what I want and I want will be in the center of the night ah, ah, in the center of the night ah, ah, just another day when all that I want will mock me as